more. What do we call that? Wagertainment. It's You Better You Bet from BetQL. That's right. It's You Better You Bet. Sean Bell, Bill Matz kicking it with you. Two hours down, two hours more to go across the entire sports betting landscape. Again, we talked about the Summer League. We'll continue to talk about Summer League, continue to talk about basketball. We, we talked about our house bets, free money that we're giving away. In the 6 o'clock hour, we've got the Power Hour, where we can give you all the bets from tonight. Jack will come kick it with us, tell us some of the things that he likes from tonight and the entire weekend. Right now, we got someone who's going to help us out with everything that's going on in Major League Baseball. A lot of... A lot of things happening. Midway point, all-star game coming up, home run derby coming up. Second half of the season, the real teams are going to show up, although I think they've already showed up, and we know who's going to be good. Uh, We got Colin Wilson joining us. Listen, senior writer. Do we have him yet? Action Network. Oh, not yet. I take it back. Okay. We we will be back. Uh, But with that said, we're, we're talking about the baseball. Let's talk about. Home That's, run derby. Home run Anything derby. Anything changed from yesterday? You know, I uh, I can't say it has. Uh, I always really enjoy the home run derby, but I, I just I, actually I think I want to be in on on Julio Rodriguez. Like just the hometown kid thing. It's the most fun thing to root for. And that's what the home run derby is. It's very hard to handicap. I know Jake you know, made some good points about him last year in the second round. He seemed to really burn himself out and he fell, fell short in the final, but he's a guy who does have the experience. Uh, he's been all the way through it before. He probably knows a little bit better. He probably knows a little bit better, learned from his experience last year. Why not root for the dude uh, who's going to be in his his home stadium? You see, the funny thing is, I was on the same note. Like Julio, yeah, that you know, what I mean, like, all right, maybe he learned. I, I know Jake felt like he was going to have the same situation where he'll burn out, but I'm saying maybe he'll learn and come back and know how to pace himself. That's what happens a lot of time. But then I didn't realize the matchups. He's going against Pete Alonso in the first Yes. Round. He beat Alonso head-to-head last year, though. Yeah, but when you're going against Pete Alonso, a two-time winner, that's what happens. You're going to burn out. Because he's going to say to himself in his first round, hey, I got to be on point, and I got to hit him, hit him. I got to hit a lot of them. I got to make sure. it's So that first round can tire you out. So the same thing could happen. Now I'm scared because I was going to be with you, but now I'm scared he'll gas out. It could be. I... <laughs> I think another year stronger, a little cooler up in up in Seattle. Okay. Who knows? Okay, let's let's see let's see what our guest thinks about that. Okay. We got Callen Wilson joining us. I jumped the gun before, but he's back on with us. Senior writer, Action Network, Big Bets on Campus podcast. Great dude, knows a lot. P- please straighten us out, Colin. First, we'll start with the home run stuff. Do we sound crazy? What, what do you like when it comes to the home run derby? Well, when you think I, – I like Pete Alonso. I hate to be chalky. I hate going on shows and being chalky. But with Pete Alonzo, you do get the experience of I know how many swings I have to take. I know when I need to cool down, when I call my timeout. Uh, I know who's going to be throwing to me. That's the other thing, too. I know odds just came out. I, I don't think we've locked down who's going to be throwing to him. I, I tend to not bet on people that have their grandpa or their father or their brother throw <laughs> to him versus a pitching coach. Uh, so – you know, but Pete Alonso really for me when these odds came out, I thought, you know, this is a guy I, it has proven it so many times before, and he actually 
strategizes about when he takes his water break, about how many swings he needs, uh, about a lot of things. And some of these guys have never been in this before. I believe you're probably going to see a rush of Julio or, you know, Rodriguez at those numbers because it'll be the hometown favorite. But you're going to have to have a great launch angle. You're going to have to have some barrels to get this over the fence here at, uh, if we're calling it Safeco T-Mobile. I don't know what we're calling it these days, but uh, you're trying to hit it out in left field. And yeah, <laughs> and Pete Alonso can do that. So I hate to be chalky, but that's where I would hit because that's probably where a lot of money is going to come in. Hey, Colin, Bill Matz. Uh, I want to talk to you a little about something we discussed at length yesterday, uh, and it's the National League Rookie of the Year Award. And, of course, last night we see – uh, we see something dramatic happen in the marketplace. Corbin Carroll goes down with a shoulder injury. He's having an MRI today. I am scouring the social media platforms looking for results. Doesn't look like anyone really knows what came of it. Uh, but along with him going down as the heavy favorite, so too did the odds for National League Rookie of the Year. I wondered yesterday if Ellie De La Cruz being... You know, the sexy pick, being that guy that everyone's – he's making all the headlines right now could could help him overcome the game deficit. When it opens back up, what do you think people should do now? I think if you can get a good number on Corbin Carroll, you're going to want to take it. If the, if the, you know, if the Diamondbacks make the playoffs, he's going to be a really big part of it. You know, if they win the division, he's going to be a really big part of it. He's going to get a lot of credit when it, it is a team thing, reason why they're doing so well. But – if you get, you know, Corbin Carroll's out two weeks, it's not going to mean that much. I go back to, you know, there's a lot of things that play into this and how these voters are kind of funky because Luis Roberts and Kyle Lewis went head-to-head, I believe, during the pandemic season, and Kyle Lewis actually won this thing because of his defensive war. Uh, you know, his, his total war was, uh, you know, also included the defensive war and the work that he did in the outfield is what helped him cash a 50-1 to over a very heavily favored Luis Robert the entire time. So, I think if you can get a good number on Corbin Carroll, who's putting up, you know, just great numbers from a fantasy perspective and helping the Diamondbacks lead, that's where you'd want to go. The Reds, I think, are going to have to do something pretty unbelievable. Is it, is it better to invest in the Reds than it is in Ellie De La Cruz? I'd, I'd probably take that bet instead of backing somebody who, I, I, listen, I love him. I've tweeted a lot about him preseason that I love Ellie De La Cruz, but at the same time, you were still supporting around a 30 to 35% K rate in the minor leagues. And that's going to catch up at some point. And I think voters really do take that into account. Let me ask you about the second half of the season. And I, I mentioned two teams that are unbelievable disappointments that I put a little bit of money on in the Padres and the Mets. Both of those two teams over the last week seem like they, well, they're playing better baseball over the last two weeks. I'll say that. They're both on winning streaks, one a five-game winning streak, one a three-game winning streak. If you had to bet one to sort of come back and make a run and make the playoffs, which which team would you bet between those two? Oh, I would take the Padres in a heartbeat. I mean, eight and a half games out right now of the D-backs. The D-backs are unproven. They've never been this far before. Uh, and, and at least, I mean, what's the average age of these kids on the D-backs team? About 22. Uh, none of these kids have tried to hold a lead with the Dodgers and the Padres and the Giants behind them. And, and you know, the Padres are the ones that have the star power. They have more depth. They still have a little bit hanging around in the, uh, you know, in the, in the minor leagues in case they got to call something up. They're the ones that have the most money to go out and do a deal, if, uh, whatever they want to do with the all-star break. I'm not completely convinced that the Dodgers are going to open up their wallet or do anything at the trade deadline because that inactivity that you saw in the off season, I believe is a result of them trying to trim the budget before they throw a billion dollars at Shohei Otani, literally a billion dollars at Shohei Otani. So, you know, the Padres are the ones that have been spending for two years and are going to continue to spend. 
and they can get hot. They were so close to making the World Series last year. That is absolutely the team I would be betting on. I, I want to talk a little bit more about division races, Colin, and uh, specifically the National League West. You said, you know, Corbin Carroll, especially if that if that team makes the playoffs, they're, he's going to have a stranglehold. And if they win this division, uh, it's basically his. Now, right now at, at BetMGM, the Dodgers, although they're a half game back in the NL West, minus 190 to win it, Diamondbacks plus 350. How would you be treating the National League West race right now? I would probably take a little bit out on the Diamondbacks, but I would probably take a little bit more out on the Padres, like we said. And I think that those odds, you know, a lot of those odds are influenced by run differential with your base runs, exactly how bad have you been beaten, uh, how, exactly how bad are you beating teams. Right now the, uh, the Dodgers run differential is plus 64. The Diamondbacks run differential is plus 24. So you can see why oddsmakers don't even believe the Diamondbacks are that good. At the same point, you know, the Padres are plus 35 in run differential. So, uh, you know, this, this is projected to be pretty close down the wire. Uh, so, I, you know, Fangraphs thinks that these teams will all be four games apart. So, you know, if you can grab one team at four to one or higher, eventually, it, you know, I, I'm not saying I'm not a fan of, you know, firing on 30 different teams. But if you're going to play one division race, grab the big number now because these things can flip easily. And from a run differential standpoint, you know, uh, the Padres, Giants, Diamondbacks, and Dodgers are all in this. So is – is there a long shot? Uh, not the Braves or the, the guys on top. Is there any World Series long shots that you would be willing to place a little money on? It's tough because the Braves have been so dominant. And I bet them preseason. I bet them Ronald Acuna MVP preseason. They've been so dominant. If I was going to take a long shot, it would probably have to come uh, you know, out of the AL. Uh, I, I love the Rangers all year, but I, I think the market's pretty much dried up with offering futures there. I'm not positive that the Angels are going to be able to make a run here. We're starting to see Otani get a blister. Maybe there could be a breakdown in, in what they're able to produce. Um, I think, you know, from a long shot perspective, um, you know, I'm staring at the Yankees and Blue Jays trailing the Rays. The Rays are starting to, you know, come back down to earth with this record that they have. Uh, it's a little bit shocking to me that they, you know, their lead is, is kind of diminished, especially when it's compared to the Orioles. Um, you know, the Blue Jays and Yankees are extremely capable of coming back from there. So, I'm sure you never, ever get a good price on the Yankees, no matter what month of the season it is. But the Yankees and the Blue Jays to make the playoffs and possibly make a run and win the AL is where I would look. 8-1 to one right now for the Yankees. 8-1 to one to win the American League. Not bad. Colin, uh, I want to look ahead to, to Sunday and the opening of the Major League Baseball entry draft. Uh, it's, it's obviously not the major TV event that the NFL draft is or even the NBA draft, but uh, always betting opportunities. Are you in on the draft? Is there anything you're targeting right now? Yeah, I bought a Max Clark 4-1 to earlier this week. I think you can still find that number out there. This is a high school kid, and, and, and really people will say, wait a minute, Colin, you were just tweeting and writing about Paul Skins, Skins and uh, Dylan Cruz and, and LSU and – and, uh, and, you know, Wyatt Langford was playing for, for Florida, and we know how great they are. But what you really have to do is go back. When you look at these MLB draft props, it's not about the players. It's not about who's the best. It's not about who is projected to do this or do that or anybody's mock draft or anything. What it comes down to is the team. The team is the Pirates, and their owner, Bob Nutting, they, have, they want cost-control players. Uh, they selected Travis Swaggerty a few years ago over Logan Gilbert. Uh, last year, they took a, a high school kid who, who's now batting third for them, uh, you know, over a lot of other bigger names that were in the draft. And, and it's really all about who is this player's agent? 
What do we think their cost is going to be? Because it's not just the first pick of the draft for the Pirates. It's every single pick. They want to have cost control and max extension on this player. With Dylan Cruz and Paul Skeens, you're not going to get that. Those guys, they might be priced out of what the Pirates want to pay for them. And when you look at Max Clark, uh, you know, I know he's an 18-year-old lefty, um, and he has a higher defensive scouting grade than Langford and Cruz. Uh, he, you know, he possesses better base running skills than Dylan Cruz, which is absolutely crazy after you watch the College World Series and, and watch the fact that Cruz is always on base. He's on base every single game for LSU this season. He's, a, he's just a gnat on, on, on the bases. You, know, you can't throw him out. And when you look at, at Max Clark, they know his bat speed is fast enough to be a top 20 home run hitter. The only tweak is they're going to have to fix his launch angle. But that's what the Pirates do, and the Pirates love cost control, and that leads me to an 18-year-old, and I think that's Max Clark. Mm, okay. All right. All right. Let's. I want to get back. You said something about Ronald Acuna Jr. Real quick. That he, him, and Shohei both have. It's me or the field numbers. Like it's, it's going to be me or it's going to be somebody else. Would you dare go the field on those two? No, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, I, I told. It's funny as I told Nick and Ken this. Like these MVP bets are getting interesting because Shohei before the season we had this big long talk about. Uh, you know, Shohei two to one. Are you buying Shohei two to one? I said, you know, I think the better investment, like if I just had a hundred dollars and I wanted to throw it on Shohei two to one to win the MVP, why don't I just go buy a hundred dollar baseball card? Cause that thing is going to double in price <laughs> if he does what we think that he can do. And I'm still at the point right now where it's like, I don't think I'll ever get a good MVP number ever again on Shohei Otani, but that <laughs> memorabilia card market is going to keep on rising no matter what. So the proper investment on Shohei is not, you know, if you want to buy the field against them, that's fine. But if you have some money, I would I would rather go have some actual cardboard uh, down on these two players before they win the MVP than anything else. You, you don't know, understand how we just had a we whole just did segment a whole thing. In, uh, talking about cards still going for that that amount. Uh, the uh, Pistol Pete card going for 550000 I I was in shock that cards in this day and age with, you know, NFTs and all that other stuff are still going for the amount of money they're going for. Everybody wants anything that's got a auto, a patch, or if you're on a blockchain, one of one. It's just you know, it's the exclusive. It's, it, no one wants commons anymore. Everybody wants the uh, signature autograph patch. Oh my goodness! Well, we got 90 seconds left, so I just quick question about college football. I'm sorry I had to get this in. There's no SummerSlam matches yeah, yet. No so SummerSlam, but I just want to ask real quick. I'm a Penn State guy. And people keep telling me my, my I went to Penn State. My team has a, a shot because of some quarterback. Is this true? <laughs> Does my team actually have a shot to do something in the Big Ten this year? Well, I tell you what. I planned on being as quiet about this as possible <laughs> until I got to Big Ten media days in about three weeks. I absolutely believe Penn State is not just a player for the Big Ten. They're a player for the national stage. Oh, um, my man! I, yeah. I, I'm, I am – there's one roadblock with this team. I'll try to do it in 40 seconds here. This team has turned into defensive back you. They produce the best linebackers every single year. They have one of the best defensive lines. Okay. Uh, they See, have we only have 15 seconds, offensive. so I got to cut you off, but I, I got to get you back on here. So, so you're saying we got a shot. Yo, yes, absolutely, 100%. Bet them. They are play on. You are my man. You will be back very soon <laughs> if, you, if you want to because I need to hear about this Penn State stuff. But thank you very much, man. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, Thanks, man. Uh, music to my ears. Huh. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that in the next segment. I didn't know I, you were a Penn State guy. Yes, right. I am. I am surprised. Listen, you better you bet. Coming back in just a second.